You're listening to episode 224 of the FitzPro podcast. And today is all about the coach's journey, establishing a compelling personal brand from scratch. This is for all of you coaches who, whether you do or don't think the industry is quote unquote saturated, this episode is going to help you say, this is who I am. This is where I came from. This is why I coach the way that I coach. And this is why I sell what I sell when it comes to your offer. This is why I have the philosophy that I have. And that is very, 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 very important if you are building a personal brand. So if that's you, if you're building a personal online health and fitness brand, then today's episode is for you. Without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. I want to start off this episode by saying that if you have not checked out my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz, Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business, make sure that you check that out. The whole point is that you can do it your way. You don't have to sell your body if that's not part of your brand. If you're not in the physique world, that is not required. You don't have to fit into any of these boxes that we oftentimes feel like we have to fit into in the health and fitness space. So weight loss, powerlifting, CrossFit, um, hybrid training. Like there's these specific little groups or clicks that it can feel like you have to cling on to. And maybe you do fit into one of those, but if you don't, you don't have to. And you can do this your way and you can build a business with the business model that you want to have that serves your life because that is so important when we are building personal brands. So check that out. The link is in the show notes or go to anniemiller.co backslash workshop dash register to access that. Most professionals that I work with in Fitzroy Foundations in one-on-one business, which I don't offer anymore, but when I did, they're the face of their business in the world of online health and fitness. They are a personal brand, meaning that they have to cultivate a brand based around themselves, their ideal client, and the problems that they solve for their area of focus, aka their niche. Your brand started before it was a brand. I want you to think about that. Your brand started before it was a brand, especially in that it is a personal brand. Parts of your life are going to be integrated into it because of that. And that's what I mean when I say that your brand started before it was a brand, because even before you had a business, you have these life experiences that are adding up to lead you to where you are, even as a brand, as a coach, as a professional. I touched on this with your brand story and becoming an authority in your niche in episode 222, I think it was. There is a reason that you work for yourself and a reason that you have the philosophies that you do. Today's episode is about identifying the journey that got you to where you are and being able to articulate that very well and then continuing to establish that in your brand. Let's be clear in that all of this applies to copy and content in the free form. So think email, social media, search-based platforms, all of those. Like take 
everything from today's episode and apply it as much as you can across all of your free content. And of course, it is going to permeate into your actual coaching philosophy that you use with your clients. But as far as like the messaging of this, I want you to focus on where you put out free stuff for people to consume. So how do you establish your compelling personal brand from scratch? First off, I want you to know that you aren't this is like we're carving out from a piece of clay or stone or wood. It already exists. You're just trying to find it in order to best share that with other people, to show that to other people. We are not coming up with something, if that makes sense. We are not fabricating something. You are carving out something that already exists. Number one, it's compelling, right? How do you create a compelling brand? To me, compelling is connective. So without that human piece, you have a very weak personal brand. You need messaging that people want to consume is helpful and keeps them coming back. I think of this as sticky. Your story and your content needs to be sticky. People need to want more of it. They, they want to stick around. They want to hear more. They want to see what's next. That's what compelling is to me. And that compelling piece comes from connecting to your audience in some way, shape or form, whether that's entertainment, education, a mix of those things. What does your brand focus on from a problem perspective? So what do you give people? What tips do you provide? What do you make easier or more doable for your consumers. Oftentimes, I think when people hear that you have to solve a problem, they're like, well, I don't really like solve a problem in my business. That can be a roadblock for a lot of people. And I mention that a lot because I see it a lot. So I like to think about like, what do you provide? What do you share with people? If, if the problem is hard for you to identify, let's look more at the solution piece of things. What do you make easier for people? What do you make more doable? What roadblocks do you help people get past within your business? And think very bite-sized, think granular versus a really big picture with this. And I always use Built by Annie as an example because I didn't fit into the box of anything when I entered the online space. You know, I, I entered the online space because I was like, I can program for people. I was at LA Fitness. I was maybe 20 years old. I was working out and I would always look from the cardio over the top of the weight section and just think like these women that I see could be getting such better results from their training, from a movement perspective, from an education perspective, from an efficacy perspective, I could provide that through program design. Like that was always the driving force, I guess, behind how I ended up where I am today. So for me, I give people or women specifically joy and education in the gym. That's what I provide on a broad scale. What do you provide? And to be clear, this can be weight loss, but what makes it different? What does your brand stand for? Is it weight loss without X, without, you know, I don't love weight loss without restriction because like you're going to restrict something. But I think that there may be feelings of restriction that are very heavy versus providing restrictions that don't feel like restrictions, right? That can be a piece of weight loss that is different for people. So what does your brand stand for is kind of the next thing. Uh, What do you also stand for in the confines of 
the industry and your area of focus. So in Fitzboro Foundations, we call this your social media code of conduct, but it can apply to your entire brand. What do you stand for? What do you not stand for? What is a go for your brand and what is an absolute no for your brand? It can be so, so helpful to identify these, write them down, keep them somewhere and reflect back on when you are debating talking about something or when you want to talk about something, but you put it through this filter of your code of conduct and you're like, "Mm, although I'm a personal brand, not everything I want to talk about personally needs to be talked about through my brand. That is something that I think comes with maturity. It comes with being in the industry for a while. It comes with knowing yourself, knowing your business, all of that. So definitely identify what does your brand stand for in the industry, in your area of focus, what does it not? Another little note that I want to make is that clarity is compelling. So we talked about compelling at the beginning of this and me calling that connective because again, this is establishing a compelling personal brand, which to me is a connective personal brand. Clarity is compelling. Clarity allows you to connect with your audience. It's why in business clarity is what I sell people. I don't sell you hitting a certain revenue mark or getting a certain amount of clients. I sell that I can help you get clarity on your messaging and that ideally will help you get more clients, generate more revenue, whatever within the business model that makes sense for you. So think of brands that you follow or that you buy from, personal brands or not, documentaries that you watch. There's a clear storyline. There's clear messaging. They take you on a journey and it lands with you. It is connecting. It is compelling. And that's because there's clarity within the story. So that is why I think just finding clarity within your brand within the journey that got you to where you are and sharing that with your audience because you are establishing a personal brand is so important. Your personal brand will grow and evolve over time. So if you feel restricted by like, well, either I don't have a story or my story is changing, that is totally fine. And it it makes sense for a personal brand. So more on the personal side, things are going to change because you're going to grow as a human. Therefore, your brand is going to grow. And because it's a personal brand, how you are growing is going to affect your business. You're not a robot. Be okay with that. You will add experiences and clarity through this process. It can be fluid. The human piece is where that change will likely happen. You're going to rack up new stories and new experiences and new pieces of your journey. So you can build upon those old ones, but I think it's really important to identify the old ones as kind of a firm foundation for letting your people know why you coach the way that you coach, why you have the philosophy that you have. What personal experiences do you have that can connect with your audience that give you authority and credibility in speaking the way that you speak? on social media or in your email or whatever, however you're communicating with your audience. In your philosophy as a coach and your methods might change a little bit, but I would guess that on the business side of things, less will be changing and it's more that personal side that's going to change because again, you're going to grow as a human being. So that human piece permeates your business, therefore there will be changes. But I would guess that your overall philosophy 
is going to stay the same, but also because you are a personal brand. If your philosophy, a piece of your philosophy changes, if you take in new information and you're like, hmm. I don't actually know how strongly I feel about that anymore. Maybe you feel more strongly about something. Maybe you feel less strongly about something. Allow that to change within your business. That is totally fine. I am simply encouraging you to tell your story, to put more time into that and see what happens, see how you feel, see how the connection is with your audience. I would hypothesize that that will increase and that that connectiveness that you have with your audience and that you receive from your audience is going to be fulfilling for you. All right, that was a shorter episode, but hopefully it gives you some some questions to ask, some things to work on to establish your compelling personal brand from scratch in the online health and fitness space. If that's an area that you struggle with, if you don't know what to say, if you feel like you're stepping on toes or somebody else already says that, these are really common narratives that I hear. Hopefully today's episode will help you with that. If you did find it helpful, give it five stars, leave a written review wherever you listen. If you're not on my mailing list, I have two options for weekly and daily emails. Go to anniemiller.co backslash news. There are exclusive podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every email on several of my offers. So check that out if you haven't. Until next time, I am Annie Miller and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitz Pro Podcast. <laughs>